Wednesday. How's everybody doing? Huh? 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 All right. Hopefully you guys are having a good day. Make sure you smash that like, thumbs up. Do all that stuff. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you have that notification bell on if you want to become a member. Do so. We're going to do a members post-show stream right after uh, the show today, of course. And then, of course, we got the Patreon right there. If you want to join that and help out the pirate ship, do all that. And, of course, we've got merchandise down below where you can get, like, you know, shirts like this. Like this. That's right. I shouldn't rub myself like that. It's weird. Right? All right, guys. What is happening? we got Eric right here. That's right. Subscribe. Do all that stuff. All right. We got Niner fan right there. What's going on, buddy? We got Jason. Good to see ya. All right. We got Selena Kyle also here. Yep. What's going on, buddy? I know you got to see Top Gun. Lucky. Lucky son of a bee. We got the BT right there. What's going on, Jose? Uh, yeah, it's a hump day. That's right. Ending up the week right here, the Film Junkie Live week. Uh, going pretty good. Not, not too bad, I would say. You know, it's just getting hot. Sure to get hot in fucking Southern California. Dane, good to see you, buddy. JD McGray, also good to see you. We got Drake here. What's going on? Stephanie T. Yeah, you know, I see it tomorrow. I see it tomorrow. So, yeah, cannot wait. No spoilers. Not that there's really, it's, I mean, I guess, like, the only spoilers would be, like, who, like, gets offed. Like, somebody's going to die, right? A couple people, maybe. But, yeah, don't, no spoilers. If there is any, but, you know, not necessarily, you know, one of the, the one of those kind of movies. But, you know, like, get the wrong party to crash? What? Oh, all right, then. Yeah, spoiler. There you go. <laughs> yeah, spoiler right there. Hello, darling. How's it going? Hey, what's going on? Hey guys, apology to Blue Beetle. Oh, look at that. Yeah, did you kind of like that costume? Is that what happened? Huh? Is that what happened, Lane? Yeah. We'll be talking about that, of course. Thick and Wolf, as you always say. Didn't I talk about this yesterday, buddy? Come on, Chase. Uh, let's see, Blue Beetle. Yeah, people talking about that. All right, who else do we got here? Here for the party, Joe. Good to see you. All right, Rosemary's here. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing all right. I am doing all right. Yes. Spencer, yep, yep, yep. We'll be talking about it, of course. Hey, we got your it's hot here in Beaver Creek. Wow. That almost sounds like a porno film. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, you know. Spoilers or you die. Well Oh my god. Russ, of course, spoiling that goose goose dies. Wait, that was the last one. It's all good. What's going on, Tyler? Spoiler, Tom Cruise runs. But does he run in this? There's no reason for him to run in this, you know? He's either he's either, you know, in a fighter jet or he's riding a motorcycle. So I think we're gonna be okay. And I even though I could watch Tom Cruise run, there's something just majestic about Tom Cruise running. The guy can run, okay? The man can run, so you know, there's just something about that. Dawson's Creek porno. <laughs> What's going on? Draga, 52. Good to see you. We got Jacob right here. Yeah, I know you keep on pressing me to do that. Well, you know, we got a, I got a three-day weekend coming up. 
not really any plans as you know so far so maybe i'll be able to catch up maybe i'll be able to catch up you know it's a possibility present we got captain gator girl here i he has the run <laughs> that's funny thank you there's infinity good tat uh-oh he's got a scoop uh-oh we got a scooper in here watch out watch out all right guys Ah, let's have some fun, of course. Let's talk some movies and movie news and all this stuff. And no scoops. No scoops. Even though I want to, you know, I do actually want to do a little follow-up from uh, yesterday because it it is sad that that there's a lot of people that have come out to debunk that scoop, that article that came out yesterday from a website, a website called Giant Freaking Robot, all right? And again, if you just type in exclusive in their search bar and look at their exclusives, you could see how bad of a track record they actually have. Now, you know, and it's funny, too, because I'll get people in my mentions that push back on the whole thing like, oh, they got something right. Okay, every fucking batter that steps up to the plate in a baseball game, they're going to get a hit every now and again. Okay, nobody's average is fucking zero. All right. But nobody's average is a fucking thousand either, okay? That's the thing. It's like every now and again, again, like I said, you know, the the saying, a broken clock is right twice a day. That's just what happens. But the fact of the matter is, is there's people leaning on it that are actually going like, hey, we actually confirmed this and blah, blah, blah. But then you have actual people who know how the business works and they go, $30 million? Really? $30 million. There are people in the CBMs, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like your Chris Evans, your Robert Downey Jr., that didn't even make that with their movies, okay? That's how ridiculous that whole staggering $30 million for Ben Affleck, who, again, has expressed that he doesn't really want to do these kind of movies anymore. Yes, he left the door open for cameos, sure, like short little, you know, what whatchamacallits, but to do a full-on movie, he's expressed that. So why would they offer him $30 million just for that? And then it's like, all right, if they're going to have a, a, a Crisis on Infinite Earths kind of level event movie, why, I mean, that's, that budget's going to be absolutely crazy. And David Zaslav is trying to cut budget. I mean, I think it's like $3 billion he's trying to like, you know, Cut down three billion. I don't know. Something like that. And we're going to be talking about David Zaslav and J.J. Abrams now because now J.J. Abrams has uh, has come to the stage because we're kind of all wondering about J.J. Abrams. But at the same time, it's just like the fact that there are, you know, leaning into it like, hey, we scooped this. Yeah, this is totally right. And then I saw people in the fandom going, see, see. And it's just like, oh, man. But again, if people want to listen to these people, that's perfectly fine. You're free to do so, okay? I'm just telling you that it's fucking bullshit, and if you get let down because it ends up not being true, that's on you. That's on you. Just saying. I try to not bullshit. I could easily just take my channel and just put bullshit after bullshit. There is a specific channel which was incorporated with uh, some of those guys from before, you know, with the with the, uh, the the initials TCN and LC that uh, still does YouTube videos and stuff that just 
bullshit, but you know, and yeah, he gets a lot of views. I could probably do that too if I wanted to, but I'm just, you know, I got that integrity thing that just kind of, you know, that just kind of bothers me. I just go, integrity. If I, you know, I'm not going to just be like, oh, well, you know, Ugh. anyways, just wanted to do a little follow up on that because I just couldn't believe when I saw people actually leaning into it and just kind of like, and I'm just kind of going, all right, um, doesn't make sense as much as I would love, as much as I would love for it to be true. I would love it to be true. Ben Affleck leading a crisis on infinite earths type event film as Batman coming back and just doing all that. I would love it, but I'm just like, but I just, I, my logical brain just starts working, you know, and just like yours too. So anyways, all right there. All right. And that's why I love you too, Vanimation. That's why I love you too. Yeah. Got triggered. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Lie to us. I know. I should just lie. I should just lie. Ugh. That's what I, I, I just can't do that, though. I just can't do that. I just like discussions and all that kind of stuff. But anyways, just 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 wanted to rant off a little bit that uh, about that at the start of the show right here. But let's get started. Let's go to these tweets. Did I do this? Did I? Oh, shit. Hold on a sec. Hold on. Oh, man. Hold on. Forgot to uh, set up the tweets. Shouldn't be that hard, you know. And there we go. All right, we're good right there. All right, we're good now. Sorry about that. Didn't have it lined up quite yet, so let's do it. And yes, guys, it worked. Oh, I forgot to turn that off. I'll turn that off in a bit. But uh, yes, guys, it actually uh, it actually worked. Like I said, I was yesterday's show. I wore my Metallica shirt, my Giants hat. Because I needed the Giants to get out of this losing streak. It was Metallica Day. And sure enough, um, Metallica was there. And uh, James Hetfield and um, Kirk Hammett, they, of course, did the uh, national anthem. So good. So good. But uh, what a crazy game that was. It went to the ninth. It was tied it got to the point where it was tied 12 to 12. Jesus Christ. It was a crazy game and then a game winning single, which was all freaking good. But yes, that was awesome to see them right there. The other two band members were also there doing some stuff too. But naturally, of course, James and Kirk were doing the, uh, the national anthem the way that they do it. So awesome stuff right there. Ah, oh, Robin's Reckoning. Gotta love that. Such a good episode. And I'm telling you, you know. Yeah, if you haven't watched that episode, please do so. Please do so. Speaking of that, Mask of the Phantasm, yes. Yes. Uh, this is pretty cool right here. Ewan McGregor was six years old when he went to see Star Wars in 1977 to watch his uncle, Dennis Lawson, who played Wedge. Wedge, I did not know this. They are related. That's awesome. Wedge. I did not know that they were related. That's pretty cool stuff right there. And uh, you know what? Wedge, awesome. He survived all of it. All right? He was there. He's Wedge was in each one of the original trilogy, and he always survived. Always survived. Wedge was the fucking man. And then he showed up in Rise of Skywalker, which that was probably one of the best moments of Rise of Skywalker. You know, I mean, there were other good moments in Rise of Skywalker. But, you know, let's face it, it was a little messy. But it was just great to see Wedge there. But I did not know they were related. That's pretty cool. A little bit of uh, info right there. And uh, Leatherface and Ghost, I like that. 
you know, photoshopping Leatherface and Ghost. Creepy. Very creepy, but you got to love it. Yes, here's a new hashtag, guys, from, of course, the MFN uh, Network, the MFN um, Broadcast Network. Obviously, you guys saw that yesterday when uh, they had the scoop about uh, a bigger scoop about Ben Affleck being offered a gajillion dollars. Chris Wrong Swenson, he, of course, was like, yeah. Yeah, let's hashtag final crisis of infinite multiverses of madness with no way home. Yes, let's make that hashtag trend. Let's make it trend. Awesome, right? But yes, the hat trick. Jock Peterson, how you feeling, Dodger fans, huh? How you feeling? Three home runs. Three home runs from this man yesterday. Apparently, he had a conversation with uh, with uh, Barry Bonds before that. That's why. And he also had a home run today, Jock Peterson. Goddamn love that guy. But, yeah, this is why you love baseball. Game, walk-off, single, Crawford, so good, so good. Just bam, and then bam, and then so good. Yes, that's why I love baseball. I can't show too much because MOB will copyright my shit. Anyways. <laughs> but, it, oh, man. I was already, like, laying in bed just waiting for what was going to happen in that fucking uh, – in that game. That's why I love baseball right there. That's why I love baseball. Austin Butler, of course, who's playing Elvis. He's began he's begun knife training for his role as feud. You know. It wasn't like fully like announced, but yeah. Uh, you know, he's gonna be in of course Dune Part Two. So is I I, I always have trouble announcing the character names for uh Dune. But uh yeah, yeah, he's going to uh, he's already doing knife fight training right there, so Anyways, um, and then, of course, there's that. And then this is pretty cool poster right here. The Murderverse, who will laugh and what will be left of them. So got all the uh, the craziness that that has happened in horror movies right there. You got everybody. Pennywise, you got Pinhead, you got everybody. You got Candyman, you got the ghost face. Everybody's here. Even the nun is right back there. The leprechaun right there. Man, I tell you what, good stuff. Even got Ash. You got Ash in this poster. I love it. <laughs> and even, uh, you know, Hannibal Lecter is right there, too. It's good stuff. Good goddamn stuff. Hey, on this date 39 years ago, Return of the Jedi, which made all us, uh, you know, all us young little boys when we saw Princess Leia in the, in the bikini. I mean, let's face it. That, that, was, uh, that was a moment. That was a moment in, uh, in my young life where it's like, whoa, well, there you go, Princess Leia. In the gold bikini. And she was a badass, okay? I know some, it probably, you know, in, in this society nowadays, they probably frown on it, but it's like, you know what? She killed Jabba. She choked him out. Fuck that guy, you know? But she looked pretty stunning in that gold bikini. Let's just say that. But yeah, 39 years ago. Crazy. We'll be talking about that, of course. And that. We got some Alex Ross, Green Lantern. Awesome art right here. Love it. And then uh, 43 years ago today, guess what premiered? Alien. In space, no one can hear you scream. That's right. Also, there's, I mean, Sigourney Weaver at the end of that, that was also a thing that you kind of went like, man, as a young lad, I went, oh, hello, Sigourney Weaver. Weaver. Yeah, but overall, just the movie is just uh, iconic and just fantastic, of course. We'll be talking about that. Yes. We'll be definitely talking about that. And I even said this tweet right here. At this point, Bill and Tom of MF and News, they might as well just be in the scooping game. They might as well be. 
Might be a whole new segment right there. Who knows? Mr. Tom Hulkenborg, Junkie XL. Uh, what a week in cans for George and 3,000 years of longing, which I sadly had to miss, but can't wait for people to see this remarkable film. Also, very grateful to continue my journey with George with his next installment of the Mad Max series. So, boom, there you go. Hopefully we can get... Would love to get him back on the vodka stream. That was one of the best vodka streams that we ever had. It was so freaking awesome um, just to have him on there. Such a delight. Such a good dude. Smoking cigarettes and drinking beer in his kitchen <laughs> and just playing music for us. That was so fucking cool. That was so cool. We're talking about that, too. Hey, an even up-close look, more of an up-close look at the Flash costume. So... These images are a little bit better. We could see a little bit more of the texture, which, to be honest, right here, I, you know, and I expressed yesterday, and I think, you know, a lot of people are pretty much where a lot of people are in the same camp, where the, the cow de definitely does need work. The cow needs work. It's a little weird, but at the same time, it doesn't bother me that much. But I do like the emblem. I mean, the emblem on the chest is good. Obviously, we know the lining of the suit's going to have, like, the uh, the lightning kind of going through it and everything like that. I I dig the texture. I dig it. Maybe a little too shiny. I, I Maybe I just, you know, I wish it wasn't too shiny. But there's something interesting I didn't mention yesterday when it came to uh, this suit. Okay? The boots are a little interesting, yes. The boots... Uh, you know, a little stylish, but they look comfortable. That's for sure. I mean, it's mainly just like, hey, they're shoes, and then it just kind of has this weird design. But what is going on right here? There is a little circle right here on the left wrist of the suit, as if it's something that, you know, communication device, something, a smartwatch, I don't know. I am kind of wondering about that. Um, here, let me... Uh, let me open this so I can zoom in a little bit. As you can see, it's right there. Right there, there's a little, there's something. There's a little circle. I mean, I'm guessing that's going to be some kind of, I, I hope it's not something, I hope it's not something that like like they had in Endgame where it's like a fucking uh, time travel GPS or whatever the hell, or it's like a multiverse GPS. I hope it's not something like that. That seems a little cheesy, but who knows what it is. But it's going to be interesting to see the, the the functions of this suit but yeah i forgot to mention that yesterday i remember that was pointed out by people like what exactly is that on his left wrist it's got to be something that's going to be giving him information or some kind of device that's helping him do some shit i don't know um well let's just remember that batfleck is going to be the one that's going to be explaining the functions of the suit remember that ben affleck ben affleck's bruce wayne is the one that gives him this suit so yeah, he's going to be explaining it, but I'm kind of curious to know exactly what that is. But yeah, I know I know uh, it's very divisive that that suit. I like it. Um, like I said yesterday, still my favorite all-time Flash live-action suit is the 1991 show. That's still my favorite. And then of course, you know, it's the the first Flash Ezra suit is uh, my second favorite. So. Yeah, and then look at this. Uh, I haven't been watching, but oh my god, um, that's uh, this is funny right here, Mister Heavy Spoilers right here. Um, I, I saw this and I went, oh shit. And there's other things too um, when it comes to the Amber Heard and uh, Johnny Depp thing. I mean, it's uh, Amber Heard's not surviving this, okay? I know there's people that are like they they hashtag I stand with Amber Heard, but it's like man. 
you gotta like you can't take sides with this thing. Okay, I'm not even saying people should take Johnny Depp's side, but um, you know, so they just confirmed in court that Amber Heard, that Amber photoshopped and edited the, the photos. Uh, you are not allowed to do this if you are using them as evidence. Nail in the coffin. Eesh. Yeah, not 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 great. Not great. They had a TMZ guy also show up who uh, who mentioned that uh, that basically like uh, Amber Heard's people her PR basically um, contacted them to uh, take pictures to, you know, get it out there in the press also. And of course, the, the bruise disappeared within a day. The bruise disappeared within a day on her face. It's just not good. It's just not good. I mean, um, it, yeah, it's not good at all. It's not good at all. And again, don't take sides. Don't take sides. Just look at the evidence. Be partial. Be like, okay, who's saying what? I mean, yeah, again, Johnny Depp is not, he's not an angel. That's for damn sure. But at the same time, it's like the people that are still like 100% backing up Amber Heard, I'm like, how can you do this when the shit that's been shown at this trial? It's really bad. It's really bad. And it's inexcusable. You can't. I just, I, I yeah. I mean, she, 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 she has been taken advantage of people. <laughs> she has taken, she is toxic, very toxic. Okay. It's been all, that's, that's what all this has shown. I mean, it sucks that that's the case. You know, she's, of course she's nice to look at, but you know, let's face it. It's all just very toxic. What can you do? Anyways, let's just leave it at that. Evidence tampering. That's what it's called. Yeah, it's just not looking good. Still, Johnny Depp most likely will not win the case because people are forgetting that this is a defamation case, okay? It's very easy to win that case when they, when in the article she did not mention his name, did not do that. He is not probably, it's probably he's probably not going to win the trial. But I think he was going, well, let's put, you know, let's make, we got to broadcast this and let's just put everything out there. And it's actually working in his favor. Okay, so he used his brain and went, this is going to make me look good. It's going to make me look good. Somewhat. Yeah, he still looks like kind of shitty in some light for sure. And uh, yeah, but at the same time, it's making her look really, really bad. It's exposing her. Okay, she took advantage of this whole thing. She took advantage of the Me Too thing and everything like that. She took advantage of it. Okay, she tried to do that to, to uplift, you know, to further her career. And it only just ended up destroying it. It's destroying her career. I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked. She's going to start an OnlyFans after this, I bet. Watch. She's going to start some kind of OnlyFans because she's not going to be able to get a role after this. And you know what? Fuck. That's her fault. Her fault. Her fault. God knows what's going to happen with Johnny. Mr. Depp, if he gonna, is he going to end up getting roles after this? Well, he's got a movie lined up. I know that. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens when it comes to his career. Does it help his career? at all or is he just going to be doing indie films for the for uh for a while i don't know well i guess we'll see what happens but yeah uh anyways hey classic movie of course big trouble in little china gotta love that movie we'll talk about that of course um let's see uh, apparently uh the elvis movie got a 12 minute standing ovation at Cannes. Film festival. I mean, I, I, apparently at these film festivals, people just like to give standing ovations. I mean, ha, ha, 
I, it's, it's weird. We always hear about this. We always hear about this when a movie is shown. They always go like, oh, it got a six-minute uh, standing ovation. It got a 10-minute standing ovation. To me, I'm just like, that would be fucking annoying after a while. It's like, all right, we're still doing this? Uh, seriously, what the fuck? We've been going at it for five minutes. My hands hurt. I can't. My ears are starting to ring. Can we stop this now, please? I want to sit down. Can we? Can we? Okay. Uh, I mean, I just, uh, good Lord. Can we uh, still going? Still going. Shit. All right. It's like, all right. Can we, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. But at the same time, I'm just like, man, if I was in there, I'd be like, all right, fuck. (laughs) I'm tired of clapping. I'm tired of clapping. And I just want to sit down and let's listen to the filmmaker talk about his movie and the actors in it. Ah, somebody brought this up right here. I mean, like, you know, speaking of the whole JJ thing and, uh, you know, Constantine and and uh, Justice League Dark. And somebody said, hey, JJ needs to to stay the hell away from Constantine. Get Robert Eggers as the director. That would be pretty sweet. I don't think he would actually do it because Robert Eggers, he likes to do period movies, you know, period pieces. But I was like, damn, that would be a fucking hell of a movie right there. That's for damn sure. And then we have some up-close look at the Supergirl costume. Look at that texture. Come on. I mean, they I mean, they were very much inspired by the Man of Steel costume right here, of course. Mr. Wilkinson, very much inspired by it. Look at that. I just love the texture of it. It's a fucking sexy costume. Sexy. I dig it. I know some people don't like how the S looks, but, you know, it's whatever. It's not the same. It's not the same, you know. It's whatever. Wonder Meg, she has her first piece on uh, CBR.com, Comic Book Resources. She uh, reviewed son, uh, The Son of Batman. Uh, it's out for blood right there. So she has her first review on the, uh, the website. So support Wonder Meg. We all love Wonder Meg. So always good to see that. Mm. Glad she's got that. Hey, we got some Black Manta costume. I mean, I will admit that it's it is kind of getting a little tiresome. The the whole fake abs, the whole fake torso thing is kind of getting a little annoying. You know, it's like, do we really need always the fake abs? But it's still a pretty cool costume. The Black Manta costume right there. That I mean, everything looks pretty sweet. And then, hey, look, we got our uh, first kind of poster, I guess, for Creed three, which should be interesting. I'm wondering when we're going to get that. Uh, when, when are we going to get that trailer? I wonder. It's going to be directed by the man himself, Michael B. Jordan. So that's cool. Here's some cool art of Quentin Tarantino and Reservoir Dogs. I like it. I like it a lot. How about a magic trick? I'm going to make this pencil disappear. Such a great scene, right? Such a great scene. And Tim Burton's Wednesday, starring Jenna Ortega, will be uh, released in fall of 2022. So there you go. She was in recently in Scream. Seems like she's getting cast in all kinds of things. I think she was in the X movie too, right, Jacob? I'm uh, looking forward to it. I am a big Adams Family fan. Uh, I used to watch the reruns all the time. I watched the Saturday morning cartoon. Loved the movies. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Tim Burton does with Wednesday. And yes, guys, after I got done with work, I just needed a nap. You know, you ever felt sluggish? I had one of those naps today, guys. I had one of those naps where I drooled heavily. I woke up and my pillow was just soaked. 
I dreamt vividly. I had a vivid ass dream of going to my buddy's house, who wasn't his house, of course. He had long hair. It was very strange. A lot of people showed up and it was very cramped. Anyways, and I woke up and I had no, I thought it was fucking Friday. I really did. I thought it was Friday when I woke up and then I wasn't sure if it was morning or afternoon. I, that was the nap that I had today. You know, you ever wake up and you like, I have no fucking idea what day of the week it is, what is happening, but that's, yeah. Usually if I power nap, it's just like, a you know, 20 minutes, recharge, you know, reboot the brain a little bit. But this was like one of those where I went into a deep sleep. Just, but I, I woke up thinking it was Friday. Wish it was. God damn it. But here we are Wednesday. Talking to you guys. Nah, that's good. I love talking to you guys. Hey, get yourself the home video box set of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Love that. Pretty awesome, right? And then, of course, we got Miss Liz Wonder always killing it. Now she is the Mighty Thor Jane looking like Natalie Portman. Somehow she just always does the facial expressions that always do. That's right. Miss Liz Wonder just killing it. Keeps on killing it right there. Need to get Liz back onto the uh, the vodka stream. Go away. Why are you not going away? Ah, there you go. Jeez. But, yeah, she's always killing it. And then, hey, we got some uh, update for uh, from Charlotte Maggie right here from uh, on Rebel Moon. This is what she has to say right here. I really, really wanted this role because this one – in particular, the character I, I really connected to. I just found there was a lot of crossovers in our personalities, and I just thought this would be such a cool concept because it was originally a Star Wars script. I still can't comprehend how big the production is. It's just very hard for me to get a grip on it. Everyone's reminding me, and I'm just like, I think, I don't think I actually realize how big it is. I think. I'm still in shock, probably. So talking about Rebel Moon, how huge it is. And yes, it was originally a Star Wars script. It was a Star Wars pitch before good old Disney bought up Lucasfilm. And they just didn't want to do it anymore. And speaking of Star Wars, how precious is this? Mm. I think I'm going to be a better Sith than you one day. Okay. So this, Takes uh, a little this practice. little young one yeah. right here. Can we do a, uh, Darth a force Vader off? Costume. Got to, uh, a force off. Darth Vader so you use the force, I use the force. Okay. See who wins. All right. And they, you know, had a force off. Oh, no. Oh, he got me. That was easy. He got me. That was way too easy. You, my friend, are very strong with the force. Thank you. So precious. Very impressive. I thought better in you. (laughs) (laughs) And even the kid is like, you know, giving him shit. Giving him shit. Gotta love that. Just so precious. Just so precious. And then, uh... Uh, David Cronenberg's uh, Crimes of the Future currently is uh, sitting at 83% right now. Now, reviews are rolling in. And yes, he predicted it. He even said that people will walk out of this film because of the body horror that's in it. And sure enough, it was reported that many people walked out of the screening of Crimes of the Future because of the intense body horror. I'm nervous because I'm not big on body horror. Like, uh, I can handle a little bit of it, but I, that's not really my, uh, it's not really my bag. 
body horror, especially like when it's humans doing it to other humans and whatever the fuck, I get a little squeamish. Um, if you if you saw my if you saw my uh, first reaction to Men, Alice Garland's Men last Thursday, it gets a little intense with some body horror in there too. And maybe it's not so much cutting, but it's something different when it comes to bodies. And it got me a little squirmish. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, I'm nervous to go into this movie because I'm probably going to be like, oh, God. Hee-haw, man. Yeah, man. Uh, but I'm going to, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. But I'm, I'm, I, I, I do want to see it because it's an interesting concept and whatever the fuck. But, man, I just have a feeling I'm going to be like, ah. Yeah, it's Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, that's him right there. And then check this out. This is actually coming. <laughs> um, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey is a horror retelling of the famous legend of Winnie the Pooh. This, of course, is not being done by Disney. Winnie entered the public domain in January of 2022. What? Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, horror movie in the works. Oh, bother. This is awesome. Uh, pff, I'll check this out. <laughs> why not let it happen i love it when people take like a property that's been around forever and we've only seen it in like one kind of light now they're gonna be like hey we're gonna do a fucking fucked up bloody horror movie with winnie the pooh wow i'm all for it man oh bother wonder if he'll say that in there hope he does but yeah so oop, let me get rid of that Okay. Yeah, I know. There's still the aftermath of, of course, the the shooting yesterday, which fucking sucks because, you know, you know how it is. Like I said, people on the right, people on the left, they're just pointing fingers and nobody comes up with solutions, sadly. Or they do. And then the other side rejects it anyways. Um, but yeah, that's crazy, though. Winnie the Pooh <laughs> horror movie. I, I'm Hey, I'm for it. I'm for it. Some somehow Nicolas Cage needs to be involved. All right. Let's talk about J.J. J.J. Abrams, Bad Robot. Remember when that whole deal happened under AT&T? How many years ago was that? Two years ago? Three years ago? Two and a half? I don't know. Are we halfway? It's supposed to be like a five-year deal, right? For J.J. and Bad Robot to come in and do some awesome shit. And uh, what have we gotten so far? Fuck all. We've gotten fuck all. Anything? We've heard stuff's in development. Oh, J.J. Abrams showed up at uh, DC Fandom and it was talking about some kind of something. I don't even remember what the fuck he talked about. But nothing. We've gotten fuck all. Okay? We were all we all had high hopes. It's like, hey, J.J., you know, he's a nerd. He's all this stuff. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm just going to say it now. I, you know, I wasn't, I, I was always a fan of him. He's made some good shit. But now I think he's, what the fuck is he doing? Did, did Disney and Lucasfilm just suck the life out of the man? Is that what happened? Because Force Awakens was fantastic. I that's my favorite of the new, of the new uh, the new ones. That's the favorite. My favorite of the new. Hey, Mr. McKenzie, private ship baby. Thank you, sir, for the uh, fifty dollars super chat. You're awesome. I appreciate that. Every little bit helps. Love you, buddy. Um, but yeah. So what happened? Did 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 Lucasfilm and just Disney just suck the life out of this man? I mean, we had high hopes when we heard that Bad Robot and him were going to be coming over. What was it? A half a billion dollars, right? Half a billion dollars. 
Um, he's made some great shit. I love, I, I thought his Star Wars, or Star Wars, his Star Trek was his Star Trek reboot. I, the, the first two that he did were great. I thought that whole thing was great. I, I thought Super 8 was great. All the Cloverfield stuff was great. The secretiveness of the Cloverfield franchise. And it seems like they just gave up on that after uh, the one that came to Netflix. You know? It seems like when people didn't really... When people were like, eh, it was whatever. They just went, all right, we give up. No more Cloverfield. Sorry. It's like, really? Huh. But I'm like, okay. So then he comes over, you know, they... they, they fork over like a half a billion dollars and we're thinking all right cool cool what's gonna happen and then like the 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 most the most uh the most that we got was the fact that he wanted to do that he was going to produce the whole black superman thing they're going to race ben clark kent into a black man and do it like that and everybody was like no nobody fucking wants that there actually is black superman characters that are not clark kent do those instead and michael b jordan said hey i'll do that god knows what's going on with that but at the same time who the fuck wanted a race-bent Clark Kent Superman? Nobody wanted that. Everybody turned it down. But he was, like, backing it up, apparently. And then we heard about Justice League Dark and Madame X and all. I mean, and then nothing. Just nothing. There has been nothing from the man. What the fuck has this guy been doing? Well, a new article came out, of course, from uh, THR. Kind of shines a little light on uh, what's happening over there now that it's Warner Brothers Discovery. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess whatever he's working on. Dimimande uh, on the bubble as Warner Brothers Discovery puts pressure on J.J. Abrams. The lack of output on the studio's $250 million million. Oh, it was $250 million. I thought it was a I thought it was 500. Um, I've forgot that you know for some reason i was thinking 500 in my brain uh as a source say wbd ceo david zaslav is putting all of the company's packs under the microscope so you're next jj abrams demon mondi if i'm saying that right the first show the prolific producer has written since fringe 2008 which fringe was also great what happened to jj he had such great shit he did a Mission Impossible movie, too. He, made, he did Mission Impossible 3, which brought it back after the whole woo thing, which I still liked. Uh, it's on the bubble at HBO. As sources say, Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav is frustrated by the lack of output from Bad Robot's $250 million overall deal. Sources tell Hollywood Reporter that the budget for HBO's Dimimonde, Monde, if I'm saying that right, which has been in the works since 2018. Four fucking years. <sighs> is a source of contention as Abrams' bad robot is eyeing a, to, uh, a spend that's north of $200 million. By comparison, the budget of HBO Max, of HBO's upcoming Game of Thrones prequel, House of Dragon, is less than $200 million. Jesus Christ, what is going on here? The decision on whether the sci-fi drama Dimimonde will move forward is expected to come this week. How much you want to bet Zaslav says, fuck you? <laughs> he might. Zaslav might just go, get the fuck out of here. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. The series cast, uh, Station Eleven and uh, Watchmen alum uh, Daniel, Daniel Deadwiler, 
in April. And sources say Studio Warner Brothers uh, TV has reviewed 10 of the eight scripts of the drama that landed at HBO with a straight-to-series order two weeks after being shopped to buyers. Bad Robot's rich over, uh, overall deal with Warner Brothers Discovery is currently not in jeopardy, though the lack of output has created a larger discussion about what the newly merged company expects to stem from the pact. Zaslav, sources say, was frustrated with the lack of delivery from the deal that was signed back in September of 2019 after Abrams and Bad Robot met with the suitors, including Apple, as they shopped for a rich new pact. Abrams has multiple projects in the works under the company-wide deal with uh, Dimon Monde, whatever if you can, well, I'm saying that right, joining the adult animated Batman series that reunites Abrams with the Felicity collaborator and friend Matt Reeves. Yes, we were talking about, you know, I think that was what was at DC Phantom. They talked about that. Abrams and uh, Bad Robot are also working on originals, including HBO Max's Subject to Change. Both of those dramas are based on original ideas from Abrams. Okay, that's good, of course. Original ideas is good. And have formal series orders. Abrams is directing the pilot of Demon Monday, uh, which uh, has already changed showrunners. Other projects include U2 scripted series that the studio is producing for Netflix, Apple's presumed innocent and crime drama Duster for HBO Max as the production company Abrams runs with partner and wife Katie McGrath is also behind HBO Max's DC Comics-based Justice League Dark franchise, which features shows including Constantine and Madame X. Sources say the, the DC Comics properties have also come under the spotlight. Sources suggest there is some frustration within the halls of Warner Brothers Discovery that Abrams has laid claim to a number of DC characters, but has yet to get anything on the air. Sources note Warner's has seen scripts for Constantine and the pilot of Madame X. Meanwhile, the lack of delivery... The lack of delivery on H, uh, on uh, of content on uh, on content to HBO and HBO Max has created a pipeline issue for both the premium cable network and streamer. Make it challenging to plan for budgets for things like marketing. There's currently no delivery plan for any of Bad Robot's multiple projects for WBD platforms for this third-party buyers. Abrams is worth noting is working on a new Star Wars, a new Star Trek movie for the revival studio. Paramount Global, as the Warner's Pact well, it was not excluded. In the larger sense, Zaslav is putting all the studio's overall deals under the microscope as he looks to trim three billion dollars. He also talks about great. Uh, they also talk about Greg Berlanti. You know, other rich packs like Greg Berlanti, who has a four hundred million dollar deal, in which Warner's has already seen scores of shows and movies debut and linear on linear and streaming platforms. Yeesh, it's all just like, what the fuck? Why is he doing projects for all these other people like uh, Speed Racer for Apple TV? This came out the fucking same day, which is always weird when you have one article that slams and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, guess what? J.J. Abrams, he's now producing a Speed Racer TV series for Apple. Okay. The project, which sources say has received a straight-to-series order at the streamer, hails from writers uh, Haram uh, Martinez and Ron Fitzgerald. A live-action scripted TV series 
based on the beloved manga and animated show, is in the works at uh, at Apple with J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot set to exec produce the project. Like, what the fuck? Sources say the live-action TV series has been in the works for years and stems from Abrams and Black and uh, and, uh, Bad Robots' overall deal with Warner Brothers TV. The show landed at Apple some time ago and has been in the process of meeting and hiring its co-writers in recent months. As sources note, the development process has been excruciating. You know, of course, it's been slow. Been slow. So there you go. So that's what's happening over there with uh, with JJ. That is what's happening. <sighs> it's all just like weird. It's all just crazy. But uh, yeah, no, you don't have. Yeah, no, I said black robot. <laughs> My bad. My bad. No, but uh, yeah. So that's what's going on with JJ. He's been doing, I guess, a lot of things behind the scenes, but a lot of things that I guess was promised for you know Warner Media and you know. DC and all that stuff. It's just not happening. I mean, first off, take away the whole Superman idea. Get rid of that. You know, I think David Zaslav knows. I, I'm hoping that David Zaslav knows that when it comes to Superman, it's like people want to see another Cavill Superman. So work with Cavill because apparently, like I've told you guys, there was some friction that happened when it came to w, when it came to Warner Brothers and Cavill and renewing a deal and all this kind of stuff like that. There's some clashing that happened there. And, uh, you know, so that's why when people keep on saying like, oh, my God, they're negotiating. There's meetings that are. That's all it is. Just that. Don't listen to that shit. okay? Uh, because apparently things didn't go that well from what I've gathered, you know, and that's why we haven't. We keep on going. All right. Nothing, nothing yet. What's going on? I mean, we we keep on just it's just like every six months we just hear, oh, yeah, negotiations are still happening. It's like, okay. Uh, meanwhile, you know, Cavill's just like doing all these other, he's playing Sherlock, he's doing The Witcher, he's just over at Netflix and everything. So he's just doing all kinds of other stuff. And it's like, there's, it's like, I just really hope that Zaslav realizes that, okay, whatever you're doing, JJ, that's fucking stupid. All right. We're going to get the, uh, the guy that people want back as Superman. We're going to do another Superman film with him. Okay. We got Supergirl that's coming up too. There could be something with that. And then we got possibly another version of Superman, the Valzad Superman. That's the way to go. That is the way to go. God knows what's going to be happening with that though. Now that the merger is full, full on, but yeah, JJ, man. He just took the money and just kind of went, all right, not going to really do anything, but just kind of just brainstorm and come up with shit. I mean, obviously stuff is coming out. Stuff is coming out, and hopefully it's it's good shit. But, man, I'm like, what happened? What happened to J.J.? We thought, we thought he was going to come in and just be like, hey, he's going to do some shit. A lot of people were thinking that he should direct a, uh, a Man of Steel sequel. You know, he should be doing another blah, blah, blah. You know, let's get a let's get a Man of Steel sequel. Let's get a Superman movie with a lot of lens flare. huh? A lot of lens flare. Let's do that. But uh, yeah, so we'll see. See what happens. But to me, to me and I even um, I ran a poll for uh, also I put a poll out there on YouTube. And I asked you guys if uh, JJ was uh, is he going to be out the door? And uh, let's see here. So we got, let's see, right there. I'll show you guys the results. Do you think J.J. Abrams out the Warner Brothers Discovery door? 81% of you said yes. Okay, 895 votes. So that's what you guys were thinking right there. 
Yeah, I mean, I think he is too. Same with Berlanti. I think Berlanti, <laughs> he, yeah, Greg, sorry. You, you, you did good. You had like almost a decade of like, you know, doing some stuff on CW, but now it's time, it's time to head out. Because, I mean, how many CW shows did they fucking cancel? So it seems like those two are just going to be out the door soon. I don't know. But then again, it's like, he, you know, why would they want to waste what J.J. has been working on for the past, like, you know, three years? I don't know. It's all just crazy, but it just sucks. It just sucks. We had high hopes for J.J., but sadly, it's just not happening. Apparently, I hear he's kind of arrogant, too. So, ah, who knows? Uh, but yeah, that I was hearing that too. I was hearing that um, before this article came out that Zaslav was not happy with JJ and Bad Robot. Not happy because they weren't doing shit. All that money and not doing shit, you know. But let's move over to something that is looking really awesome, and I love the fact that the that people are. I have not seen many people just go, ah, "Fucking costume sucks. It's a piece of shit." Looks like CW, huh? CW, CW costume, what's going on? Uh, we have our first look. We have our very first look at the Blue Beetle costume right here. And uh, let me pull it up right here. Make sure everything's good. Don't do that. All right. I'm going to pull up and just on Twitter. So here's like a perfect shot of this right here. Of course, uh, we got a lot of images uh, from just Jared. They're always putting their stuff on there. But uh, look at that thing. That is a fucking... Be I mean, we were wondering, like, what... what? How can they... Po I mean, they're going to do a Blue Beetle costume. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some CGI added to it, obviously, if you know about the armor and how it works and everything like that. And the fact that, you know, it's, uh, you know, strapped to Jaime's fucking spine. And then, of course, it just, you know, does its thing. And then, of course, it could do many other things. Uh, very much, of course, ripped out of the pages of New 52 when it comes to Jaime Reyes and his character. And even, uh, you know, Rebirth. I was really getting the Blue, Be uh, Blue Beetle uh, Rebirth books right there but i think it looks fucking great i think it looks absolutely fantastic there of course mr uh zylo zylo uh mighty mighty duena right there uh without the uh the, the the helmet on and he looks great i mean they're just strictly pulling out of that version of uh but yeah there he is right there too full on it just looks fantastic i mean i i did get some power rangers vibes you know when it came to, uh, you know, the, the movie version of Power Rangers. But guess what? I fucking love those costumes. And those costumes are awesome. So, yeah. There is some Power Rangers vibes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because it's not the TV show Power Rangers. It's the movie Power Rangers. That deserves a sequel. Okay? Okay. More. Let's see. What do we got? We got that one. We got another one right there. That's the director right there, Mr. Uh... Yeah, Mr. Angel right there, right there, you know. He's very serious, man. Mighty Duanya, very serious. Of course, he's falling onto a car. Just all looks good. Just all looks good. And uh, if you guys wanted to uh, remember what it looked like uh, on the CW, that's what it looked like. <laughs> uh, that's what it looked like on the CW right there. Yeesh. Yeesh. But yeah, so people have just been tweeting out uh, a bunch of those. But I tell you what, man, I tell you what, they fucking pulled it off. I was, I mean, a lot of us were wondering, like, how can they pull off a Blue Beetle live action costume? And they fucking did. And everybody's raving about it. I have not seen a discourse. I have not seen a discourse when it comes to this costume right here. 
And uh, it's just kind of crazy how, you know, there's a discourse on so many other costumes, especially like, you know, you got the Flash. That's a big discourse. Supergirl a little bit. You know, a lot of the other costumes have a discourse. Everybody's just kind of going like, oh, well, there you go. That's a that's a fucking awesome live action Blue Beetle costume right there. It's great. Everybody's raving about it. And then even uh, he even uh, he went to uh, Instagram. I think it was Instagram. Yeah. And his stories. And he said, thanks for all the love on the suit. And this is what I like. This is what I like because they were doing this with Batgirl. And they're going to, you know, they're going to be doing this with everything. And I think, that, you know, they're leaning into the fact that it's like, all right, we're going to be shooting outside. We're not going to have a close set. Have people just fucking fire up their phones and put it out there. Okay. Like, that's what's happening now. That's what was happening with Batgirl big time. Uh, I think they were trying to keep the Flash under wraps a little bit more. But I just love the fact that they're actually leaning into it because, and they're probably absolutely loving it. They're loving the fact that people are going, oh, my God. You guys fucking pulled off a Blue Beetle live action costume. Just ripped right out of the fucking books. Good for you. Good job. And, you know, and I can't wait to see it in action because there will be CGI added to it for, you know, certain things, of course. But at the same time, the fact that it looks like that just as a stationary thing, it's like, wow, good job. It's a practical thing. That's 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 insane. But they're 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 totally 100 percent going like, yeah, they wanted it to spread around. They wanted it to go around. And I think that's smart. It's like, yeah, do that. They did that with Batgirl. Do it with this. And I think it's going to be a hit. I think Blue Beetle's going to surprise people. Okay? And then we got to get a Booster Gold somewhere in there eventually, right? It's looking great, though. And, then, and the fact that they, you know, Mr. Mariduanya, you know, coming off of the Cobra Kai popularity, I mean, it's just, I think it's going to be a hit. I think it's going to be a hit. And now we got Top Gun Maverick. You got the need, the need for box office projections. Oh, one more thing that I forgot to mention. Sorry. Is, uh, let's see here. Is uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Detrinti right here. He actually uh, did the concept art for DC Fandom in uh, Blue Beetle. Totally forgot about that. I had it in the tab. Forgot to mention it, but yeah, he uh, admitted today ever since DC Phantom that I wanted to share with you guys my involvement with the movie. It has been uh, an absolute pleasure to work among outstanding artists in the business. I can't thank 3B Collective enough for the opportunity. So there you go. Yes, the man's talented as fuck. Please hire him for more shit. Please. Everybody looks forward to his concepts, costumes and whatnot. Please hire him for more shit. All right. Top Gun. According to Deadline, Top Gun Maverick set to soar to a $180 million worldwide opening, repping best global start for Tom Cruise. Kind of weird. Um, let's see here. After holding what is one of the most anticipated sequels in uh, decades due to COVID, Paramount finally roars its engines on its Tom Cruise feature, of course, Top Gun Maverick, over Memorial Day weekend. It is not only expected to be a uh, the three-time Oscar winner nominee, uh, nominee's uh, best worldwide opening of his career at $180 million, but also a record for him stateside with a at least $92 to $100 million box office and what also looks to be one of the top 10 debuts over the four-day May holiday frame. 
So there you go. Box office projections. We knew it was going to be big. I hope it's big. People are raving about it. Um, everybody just, I have, I don't even think I've seen a bad review or a bad reaction or anything like that. Um, it seems like this movie, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it does more, if it gets 200 million worldwide and it, you know, it, it gets to like 120 million domestically. Like I said, I'm, I, I'm bringing mama film junkie. I don't know if she's out there, but I'm bringing mom, mama film junkie tomorrow. She wants to go see it. Okay. I mean, that's how excited people are to see this movie. It's like, Mama Film Junkie is joining me tomorrow, seeing it uh, on Thursday, of course, at 6 p.m. my time. So there it is. Can't wait. But yeah, so I think it's going to probably do more than that. I think it might. I think it might do more than that. What it's projecting. I think it's going to do more. Just seems like the buzz for this film and the fact that it's got that three day, you know, that Memorial Day three day weekend. It's just going to it's just going to do gangbusters. 220? Possibly, Mark. That would be pretty sweet. Worldwide? Could do that. Guess we'll see. Guess we will see. And then they're probably going to be like, all right, now we got to make, you know, now that Mission Impossible is wrapping up, you know, the last two Mission Impossible movies come out. Now they're just going to go crazy. <laughs> you know, Tom Cruise like, all right, let's make fucking six more Top Gun movies. I don't know if they'll do that. Doesn't seem like you could do a lot with uh, the Top Gun uh, storyline. But hey, you never know. Top Gun series, huh? And then finally, Miss Marvel. Now, I haven't seen it. It's not my first reaction. It's other people's first reactions. Apparently, people were able to give their uh, reactions to, like, I think the first two episodes of Miss Marvel. So, I mean, it's mainly all just uh, social media right here. But, uh, you know, when it comes to Miss Marvel, I'm. it looks very CW to me. I'm not familiar with the character. Uh, I'm still going to watch it. I'm still going to check it out. I'll still review it. But, I, I, you know, I don't see me getting, like, you know, big time involved. But I, I do hope that it does end up pulling me in. But, uh, you know, just kind of going through um, social media stuff on Twitter, you know, we get, I've just seen a lot of positivity. First two episodes proved my hesitations wrong. Aman Valani is perfect for the role and does a phenomenal job. She'll quickly become an MCU favorite. Her chemistry with Matt Lintz, Bruno, is also top-notch. So far, the, the series is great. Miss Marvel is so much fun! F-f-f-f-f-fun! A lot of it is slice-of-life-based. Nice to get the perspective of how regular people in the MCU view the su uh, superheroics going on around them. See, that's that could be a, a good way because we've seen that before, but not a lot of it. So that could be a good way to win people over. It's like, hey, see all the see how the teenager. I mean, even though we kind of already seen that. But yeah, the question of how so many people know what what happened in the endgame final battle is also answered. Oh, OK, well, that's cool. Miss um, Marvel thoughts. Aman is fantastic. She's relatable, likable, funny, everything you would want in Kamala. Jersey City feels alive in a way that uh, no other location in the MCU has been. Has life similar to the uh, New York City and Raimi's Spider-Man movies. Interesting. So that's cool. First critics are very positive, with many praise in the series coming-of-age story, fun tone, and lead star Aman Valani's performance. So that's good. Even Mr. Miss Grace! I know how much you guys love Grace. I've seen the first two episodes of Miss Marvel. Come for the MCU fan fever dream. Like, wow, stay for the quality origin story. Surprisingly, very similar to Turning Red. Uh-oh, 
Don't show this to Sean O'Connell. <laughs> Just kidding. Love you, Sean. I know people here. Anyways, multiple uh, story points. Review embargo lifts this Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday the 7th. So this, of course, is the social media one. Uh, Miss Marvel episode one and two. What an absolute blast as uh, a Pakistani and a Muslim. My heart is full. Social reaction dropping today. So that's cool. And then one last one. I saw the first two episodes of Miss Marvel and found most of it to be really heartwarming and charming. It's a sweet coming of age story packed with very relatable family drama. It's funny and moments between Kamala and her family were some of the highlights for me. So there you go. A lot of people are digging it. A lot of people are digging it. And I had a feeling. I was like, yeah, it probably, I mean, yeah, of course she had to, you know, she had to go there. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, kind of reminds you of turning red. It's like, uh-oh, <laughs> ruh-roh. But I think, I think actually Sean actually, you know, he gave it a good review. Good job, Sean. <laughs> good job for actually, you know, even if it did, if you, even if you didn't like that much, good job for putting a positive review out there. Because I think he saw it too. I think I saw him tweet about it. It's like, yeah, yeah, he wasn't going to make that mistake twice for sure. But apparently he liked it. So I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give it a shot. You know, I, I like I said, the, the, the trailers didn't do much for me. Like I said, not too familiar with the character. I know a lot of people didn't like the fact that they changed her powers where she's not stretchy, but it's more cosmic. You know, she's got like force power, you know, the her all of her extensions of fists and all is very much Green Lantern-esque. So it's going to be interesting to see what the general audience, how they respond to it. And, you know, I'm going to... Like I said, I'm going to review it and see what happens. See if it keeps me for the whole season. Hopefully it does. Hopefully it does, guys. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, go to the Twitter questions right here. Uh, let's see if I can find it. There we go. Make sure we got it all loaded. Make sure there's no bad things in it. Good, we're good, we're good. Show all res all right, we're good. We're good. Not too many. Not too many Twitter questions. All right, so here we go. Hey, the Snyder cult. <laughs> Remember, I'm one of the pillars. And so is Chris Wong Swenson. And now Wonder Meg is the third pillar. Apparently. All right, so they asked, or he asked, when it comes to imagining the impact of people who could tweet, release the air cut, can you imagine if J, uh, James Gunn did? David showed so much support for James' film. It would be an awesome, it would be awesome to see it reciprocated, especially from someone in good standing with the powers at B. Yeah, that would be. Well, I mean, James Gunn did say that he would actually like to see the A or cut. He hasn't tweeted the hashtag, but I remember him responding uh, last summer when the Suicide Squad came out. He actually respectfully said that he would love to see the A or cut. So almost there. Like I said, guys, don't believe the fucking bullshit and the scoopers out there that are trust me, bro. I heard it from a source, from a source, from his mom, from his mom's source. And, you know, you know all this kind of stuff. Oh, it's uh, it'll be coming out. It'll be coming out from uh, between now and 2031. Watch. Okay? And then, of course, they'll be like, I told you. Told you. Now, I would say, like I said, just keep an eye out for, you know, and I'll even let you know when to keep an eye on things. I mean, tweet out the hashtag as much as possible. You know, tweet out the hashtag. 
keep it going. Get you know, we got to pump those numbers up. I'll probably tweet out something you know sometime tonight because I haven't tweeted it out. But you know, keep tweeting those hashtags, the, the hashtag out there to boost those numbers because the numbers for that hashtag is not nearly where it was with the Snyder Cut. And but then then I said you know I don't know if it's you know, months to come by the end of the year. I don't know. But if hopefully if there's going to be a, like a full on pitch that this man's going to do, he's going to need everybody to like tweet out the hashtag. And it would be awesome. Yes. If James Gunn also helped with that, that would be awesome, too. And James Gunn, I could see James Gunn actually doing that. I could see that happening. So we'll see. Eric Blake. Hey, Dave, with uh, all the Ted Cord stuff indicating uh, the previous Blue Beetle will uh, will be central in the film, probably the mentor feature, uh, featured, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm personally constantly reminded of the Cord Industries references in uh, BBS uh, publicity. Yeah, they had that infographic that showed all the different stuff. They showed all the different uh, industries. I think they uh, even had Queen, right? Also, Queen was there. So are we confident it's in the DCU proper? Uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? But, you know, everything's... I think, I mean, like I said, Snyder set the foundation, and that foundation is still very much there. So, P.S., odds the film may reference the Blue Beetle before, Ted. Uh, who's that? Uh, Grant? No. Fucking A. What was his name? Garrett? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, because there's been th Jaime is the, uh, the third Blue Beetle. Is it Grant? What's his full name? Fucking drawing a blank right now. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they feature him too. And maybe that would be like, maybe that could like do some correlation with like the Justice League Society because it'd be like older or whatever the fuck. Is it Grant? What the fuck's his name? Anybody got that name? Uh, Garrett. No, it's Garrett, right? Garrett. <laughs> Just putting out names or I, I was going to look it up, but Garrett? I'm saying Garrett, right? Anyways, all right. Somebody will look it up for me. Uh, Carrie. Hey, Dave, do you think the fact that JJ Bad Robot are making projects for other companies like Apple would also upset Zaslav? Absolutely. Uh, is Zaslav perhaps wondering why they didn't make the deal an exclusive one so Bad Robot wouldn't make projects for their competitors? Yeah, I know. Dan Garrett. Thank you, Joe. I knew I was like, Grant Garrett? I, I had the last name. I had the last name in there. Dan Garrett. There you go. Anyways, okay, but uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, he's probably wondering. He probably thinks this deal is bullshit. I think Zaslav is like, it's like, what the fuck were you guys thinking? Zaslav is, ha he's looking at a lot of the decisions that were made in the past fucking decade and going, what the fuck? I'm sure he's like, I'm sure it was like a daily thing where he's like, what the fuck? Donut uncover. If you got to pick a DC superhero for a solo film, who would you want to see? Nightwing. I want to see a Nightwing solo in Bloodhaven. That, that could be really cheap, too. You could make that for fucking $30 million. Hire the, the fight choreographers for, from John Wick and just make a fucking, you know, just a bare-bones, raw, goddamn Nightwing movie in Bloodhaven. CK, Cooper Knox, I know your stance on scoopers and whatnot, but there are a few whom I follow that called it on J.J. Abrams dicking around with his Warner Brothers deal. Yeah, okay, like I said, I don't like the scooping um, 
world because it's sleazy and it can get really sleazy. But I'm not saying that they're always fully wrong. I'm not one of those guys, not one of those people that says, oh, they're always wrong, always wrong, always wrong. I mean, there's people, there are people that, you know, again, when it comes to grace, they hate grace so much that they'll just say she's always wrong, always wrong when that's not the case. We always let our own bias like, you know, get to us. And even though I hate the scooping game and I call out the bullshit, well, I, I uh, but I will admit like, oh, yeah, OK, maybe they got they got that right. Cool. But does that give them enough credibility for me? No, no. And hell, I was even hearing stuff that J.J. wasn't doing shit. I was hearing that stuff, too, but I didn't like put it out there. I was like, whatever, you know, we'll see what happens when it comes to uh, WBD. And now that there's an article out there, okay, guess what? There we go. Turns out JJ wasn't, you know, isn't doing as much as they would want him to do. So, yeah. But yeah, there's they're always going to be, like I said, but they're always they're never going to be batting a thousand. But some of them are batting like fucking 167. Okay. <laughs> and some of them are just fucking saying bullshit, like, because it's just, trust me, and they're just doing it for the clicks. Ryan, tomorrow is Top Gun Thursday. Drinks will be spilled. Tears will be shed. Let's go. Yeah. Buzz that fucking tower, man. Can't wait. Joseph. Hey, Dave. Tell Zaslov there's someone who doesn't fuck around on their exclusive first look deals. That is true. Snyder does not do that. He don't fuck around. Soups Kenobi. I think I've seen this video right here. This guy does really good uh, Jim Carrey impressions. Alrighty then. Aaron B. Benson who? I hate you. Hate, hate, hate. Hate, hate, this hate. This guy did like the Double whole makeup hate. job and everything. Jesus. Fire Marshal Bill here. Yeah. Everywhere you look, it's a potential hazard. Smoking. Red. The color of this pen is red. <laughs> <coughs> Anybody else think this guy looks like the color Alex Rodriguez a little bit? The this pen is... <laughs> the color... Yeah, it's a good job. I like good impressions. You know, you know me, I try to do some impressions and they're horrible, but whatever. Not too bad. Rubber face, yeah. He's, yeah, that's, if you're going to do a... You're going to do impressions of Jim Carrey characters. You have to have a rubber face for sure. But uh, all right, guys, that uh, well, I mean, to wrap up this week, my final thoughts of the week is just, uh, yeah, when it comes to the whole, I mean, I pretty much kind of just said it right there when it came to answering that question is the fact that, yeah, you know, I'm not telling you who to listen to or not to. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not really doing that. If you want to choose to listen to certain people and watch certain people, go right ahead. That's, that's, that's you. That's fine. I'm just trying to, you know, when it comes to me, I'm not in the scooping game. I'm not trying to get scoops. Yes. Do I have some connections and people that are within the biz or, you know, talking to people and stuff like that, that I've made along this little journey? Yes, I have. And I'll ask them questions and I'll do that. But, you know, sometimes I'll, I, I can ask questions and I won't get shit because it's supposed to be very hush hush NDAs and everything like that. But, you know, I just, I just always say, be careful who you listen to sometimes. You know, when it comes to certain things and they're just constantly saying what you want to hear, what you want to hear, what we, you know, I hate it when I get things thrown at me like, well, they got this right. I'm like, yeah, but look at all they got wrong, you know, and I'm sitting there going, there's this screenshot. See, they got that wrong. 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 You know, 
there's always going to be that pushback, sure, you know. And the thing I always just kind of tell people is like, we just got to be patient. We just got to be patient and wait and see what's going to be happening with all this stuff like that, you know. Uh, and then just use logic. Just use logic when it comes to all this stuff. Like when, when David Ayer over the weekend on Saturday when he said uh, no reshoots need to happen, just little VFX work. To me, I was like, and then just hearing things behind the scenes, I was like, okay, he is really trying to get his pitch out there. He's going to build up a pitch. Okay, there's no conversation, no meetings that have happened. There's no meetings that happened with Zack Snyder either, with Dave Zaslav. None of that. I'm sure there's been discussions, sure, meetings with Zaslav and his company. There's probably been all kinds of discussions on what to do, what this, what that, what's going to cost, what's, you know, there's always going to be that kind of stuff. You just got to use that, you know, just just look at everything. After, I mean, this is a week after the Warner Brothers upfront when they, when Dave Zaslav was basically saying like, yeah, you need to trim $3 billion dollars from production budgets and whatnot. I mean, that is just, that's a lot of fucking money. And, you know, then you got these scoopers over here going, you know, that's why I made the, I mean, pay, basically they want to take that $3 billion and offer it to Ben Affleck to fucking star, direct, produce, write a fucking Final Crisis movie or whatever the fuck. I mean, it's just like, just got to relax a little bit on that kind of stuff. I mean, I know we get excited and we're hungry. We're hungry. We want you know, more, more, more. We want some of this stuff and that stuff. We don't want that. We don't want this. But at the same time, it's like, we just got to be a little patient. I always just ask patience, patience, and just be careful with some of the information out there. You know, just because it gets you excited doesn't mean it's actually true. Okay. doesn't mean it's actually true. And I will always, if I suspect bullshit, I'm going to call it out. I'm going to call it out. Okay. I just am. I just am. So there you go. Here's my final thought for all for the week for this week right here. Uh, members, I'll see you guys in a little bit. Look for uh, the link on your uh, on your uh, feed. And if you want to join the post show uh, members only stream, uh, go ahead and become a member. Do all that and uh, we'll figure all that out. Make sure you smash that like thumbs up before you leave and uh, hit the like thumbs up button. Hit that notification bell. Do all this stuff you want to share, you know, share the uh, share the share the stream, share the shots, share all the stuff, catch up on everything, do all that. And of course, uh, the Patreon if you want to uh, support that as well. And, uh, and then of course, you got the uh, Film Junkie Closet with some merchandise, like a shirt like this if you want to do that. Yeah, it's up to you. All right, guys. Ah, love you. Members, I'll see you in a little bit. Talk to you later. Oh,